it has stood the test of time. God's book, the Bible, still relevant in today's complex world. It is written, sharing messages of hope around the world. His name was Thor. He was a Bernese Mountain Dog Australian Shepherd mix. He was a gift to Bronwyn Mengering of Fort St. John, British Columbia for Christmas of 2013. Now Thor was the family's first pet and at 12 years old, Bronwyn was thrilled to have her first dog. Thor loved Bronwyn and Bronwyn just loved him. But on October of 2014, Bronwyn let Thor outside and when she called for him to return, he was nowhere to be found. The family searched for their beloved pet. They went door to door, but no one had seen him. They did everything they could think of. They passed out flyers, put up posters, and posted on Facebook. However, all their efforts were futile. They just couldn't find Thor. The family actually feared the worst, that somehow Thor had been stolen away and was being used in a dogfighting ring right there in Fort St. John. So after months of searching, the family had finally come to grips, come to grips with the reality that their pet had been lost forever. The family then had to move to Windsor, Nova Scotia. And friends, you won't believe this. Almost a year after moving to Nova Scotia and almost two years after Thor had disappeared, the family received a phone call from their vet back in Fort St. John. He called with the incredible news that Thor had been found. Where was he? How did they find him? Thor was found in a work camp in northern Alberta and had been taken to an animal shelter in High River, Alberta, almost 1,000 kilometers from their home in Fort St. John. Incredibly, Thor was safe, he was alive, and as fast as possible, all the arrangements were made. Thor was loaded in a kennel, put on a plane, and on August 10th of 2016, Thor and Bronwyn were joyously reunited. Although Thor had been lost, he was now found and reunited with his owner. Lost. Have you ever been lost before? Maybe as a child you were somehow separated from your mother or father in a crowded place, or maybe as an adult you've taken a wrong turn somewhere. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, my anxiety level increases dramatically when I know that I am lost. Maybe thinking about being physically lost, maybe that has you thinking more about other emotions that come with that. The overall uncertainty of what to do or that you are kind of wandering in the wilderness, somehow unsettled. And in thinking about this, I'm drawn to one particular chapter in the Bible, Luke, the 15th chapter. In that chapter, we find hope. We find hope for the wanderer. We find hope for that individual 
who is lost. There's hope for the restless soul who is looking for something more. There is assurance in a world of so much uncertainty found in its pages. Now, over the next several weeks, we will look at this chapter and see that we do not need to feel lost. We can be found and live a life of assurance. Imagine living in Jerusalem and the surrounding area in the early part of the first century. I want you to imagine for a moment hearing the stories of the miracles and teachings of Jesus. The social outcasts were condemned and scorned by the teachers of the day. But Jesus was different. As Luke 15 begins, it tells us that sinners were drawn to Jesus and he to them. When the religious leaders confronted Jesus about this, he answered them by telling them a parable. It begins in Luke chapter 15 and beginning in verse 4. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So first, let's talk about why Jesus told this parable. Luke 15, 1 says that tax collectors and sinners drew near to him. Now, who are these people? Other versions of the Bible call the tax collectors publicans. These are individuals that worked in the public sector that collected taxes and couldn't be trusted. In fact, the general population despised them. The sinners were another group of outsiders altogether. That is because they did not follow the traditions of the religious leaders. Many of them openly violated God's law. Now, another interesting insight is that the strictest of Pharisees did not respect the common people who had not received a rabbinical education and they referred to them as sinners. These sinners were considered the common people and they had not received that education and as a people who were not respectable, the Pharisees called them sinners. The Pharisees saw themselves as a special and superior group, especially in the area of spirituality. The tax collectors and sinners, they were people who sensed their need. They desired something more. While the scribes and Pharisees, you see, they thought that they had it all. They followed Jesus, not because they wanted to hear his teachings, but they wanted to keep an eye on him. They were astonished by Jesus' fellowship with this group of undesirables. They couldn't fathom being in such close proximity to that which was so common. They thought that maybe Jesus wasn't such a great teacher after all, and he was just another one of those sinners as well. But Jesus himself 
was really a rebuke to them. And the traditions, he rebuked their traditions that they held because Jesus was love personified. He accepted all people. And as we will see in this parable, he did far more than just accept people. Jesus came to demonstrate that God loves and cares for the people who are despised and rejected in this world. The first parable of the three that we will study right here in Luke 15 compares the unrelenting love of God to a shepherd. Now this story undoubtedly would have resonated with the people because shepherding was a common occupation there at that time. Jesus painted the scenario of a shepherd with a hundred sheep under his care and by all standards that was a fairly large flock. However, one of those sheep went missing. Now, you might think that's not such a big deal. It's just one sheep. But sheep were used for trade. They were used for food and sacrifices. Every last one of them had a value. They were worth something. And the shepherds of Jesus' day knew their sheep personally. They cared for them in the most meticulous of manners. Now, Sheep in general are fairly helpless and curious animals. It must have somehow become distracted. It was not able to find its way back. It was lost. Now, when the shepherd realized the sheep was gone, he didn't have to think about what he would do. There really was no other option. He left the 99 to look for that one that was lost. The value of that one sheep was worth the risk. You see, because without the intervention of the shepherd, the sheep would have remained lost. Full of relief, the shepherd found the sheep. He put it on his shoulders and carried it back to safety. He did not scold the sheep. He did not discipline the sheep, but joyfully carried it all the way home. My dear friend, this parable illustrates with absolute clarity that God is committed to finding the lost. This is in direct contrast to the sentiments of the religious leaders of the time. Jesus demonstrated his care for the lost. This is why the sinners and tax collectors were so drawn to Jesus and he was so drawn to them. The shepherd didn't grumble when he found the sheep but he rejoiced. And not only did he rejoice, but he called others to celebrate with him. This is a true picture, a real glimpse into the heart of the character of God. But the sheep was also probably filled with joy too. Not only that it had been found, but also because the shepherd was tender and a merciful caregiver. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 11, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Now, another translation says he carries them close to his heart. My dear friend, this is how God wants to care for you. Do you feel lost today? 
Do you feel confused? Are you wandering? The God Almighty of heaven is looking for you. He wants to gather you and carry you close to his heart. If you're currently in an active relationship with Jesus, God calls you to demonstrate this kind of tender love and care for the ones who may be outcasts in our society today. This parable has meaning for everyone. God is interested in you, even if you are not interested in him. He, as the shepherd, is seeking you as if he were seeking out a great treasure. In fact, there is a treasure, and it is you. You are valuable to him. You see, in our fast-paced, busy lives, it is helpful for us to be mindful that the ever-loving God is seeking after us and then we, in turn, have the opportunity to mirror what he has done for us by how we engage and respond to those people around us. There are many weary and lonely people who, if you just gave them a bit of your time, would find something to hope in. The promise of Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 to 16, is this. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. They shall lie down in a good fold. I will feed my flock and I will make them lay down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. You know, friend, we may not even know we are lost. Maybe we just sense that something is missing. The call of Jesus today is that any person, any person willing to be found, will be rescued by the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. The teachers in Jesus' day, and some of the teachers of the Bible today, teach that you have to be good enough or do just this or that to be accepted by God. But the parable of the lost sheep, it tells us that there are no conditions of being found. In fact, the Bible promises in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we are willing, he will accept us with the tender heart of a shepherd. Are you feeling bruised? Maybe you're feeling beaten. Just look up and just as I am sure that that sheep did, call out, call out to God that you want to be found. In biblical times, the rabbis had a saying that there was rejoicing in heaven when one who had sinned against God was destroyed. But Jesus contradicted such an evil teaching and flipped it on end and taught that God's work is the work of seeking and saving and rejoicing when you are found. 
the promise of this book is that he is seeking you right now. This parable, while applying to us as individuals, also applies to our own planet Earth. Cosmically, only this planet has fallen into the rebellion of sin. And you know, God could have quarantined off our planet in a corner of the universe so that it would have never been heard from again. But the testimony of God's word is that he came to bring hope to this sin-filled planet. Yet the Bible says he was rejected. Referring to Jesus coming to this planet, John 1 says he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. The very world God created, the very world Jesus came to save, did not receive him. Not only was he not received, but Isaiah 53 says he was despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Jesus left the majesty of heaven only to be despised and rejected. He left all that to come, to be despised, to be rejected for you. As 1 John 3, 1 states, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Jesus has been seeking you. Will you allow yourself to be found? Do you have a neighbor or a coworker that is in a world of hurt and need? Will you help them to be found? The religious leaders of Jesus' day only had condemnation for people who weren't as religious as they were. Jesus only had compassion on the world he came to seek and save. Jesus is seeking you, my dear friend. Look up above your circumstances and see that he has come and is coming for you. Don't run away. Allow him to carry you back into the safety of his fold. Heavenly Father, for that individual that is out there today feeling lost, I pray that today they would find hope in being found. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm gonna to make a creamy Alfredo sauce, but with a twist. We're gonna make it with artichokes, which are gonna just kick the flavor up a little bit, give it a little bit of texture, and make it really, really delicious. So, the thing with this Alfredo sauce is that we are not using any dairy whatsoever. It's totally plant-based, and we're going to achieve that by using cashews as the base. That's going to make it nice and creamy and very luscious. So I'm starting off with the trusty Vitamix. I'm going to put the uh, cashews in here. 
and that's about a half a cup of cashews. And then I'm going to put a cup of water in with that. And we're gonna blend that up and just get it nice and creamy before we add the other things. So here we go, let me put the lid on here. It's gonna make a little bit of noise, hold on. Okay, so that's nice and creamy. Now I'm gonna add a little bit more water, well, another cup of water actually, and some seasonings. So here we go with the water. And we're adding some cornstarch in there to thicken things up once we get it on the, on the boil, plus some onion powder. So we'll put that in. And then we're also gonna add some mock chicken type seasoning. That's gonna flavor it beautifully. All right, let's put that on. Well, you know what? Let me just add a little bit of salt just to flavor that a little more. Okay, so let's blend that up and then we're gonna transfer it to the burner. Not long at all. This is a really simple recipe, and it's so delicious. Everyone in my family loves it. So we have our trusty burner here. Everything's on high. I'm gonna pour this in. And remember, it's got the cornstarch in there, so it's gonna to start to thicken up. So I'm gonna be stirring it constantly to make sure that it doesn't start clumping. But here's what else I'm gonna do. Going to be adding some basil, some dried basil. Now, when I'm adding basil to anything, I like to do this because that's going to release the aromas, the fragrance. I can smell it even more than I did before. So you want to just kind of squish it between your fingers and you'll see it really makes a difference. Okay, so we've got that in there. Well, let me start stirring this. And then we're going to add artichoke, the magic ingredient in this recipe. And it just gives it a really wonderful texture. Here we go, we've got about three to four tablespoons of artichoke that's been cut up. This is a marinated artichoke that uh, was in a, a bottled variety. Wonderful. And then towards the end, when it's thickening up beautifully, we're going to add some minced garlic. And we want to add the garlic towards the end because it's going to flavor it, just give it a really brilliant flavor. If you cook the garlic too long, it's going to dissipate that flavor. But when you add it towards the end, it's still fresh and very pungent, just the way we love our garlic. Okay, so I'm going to just let that start to boil for a little bit. And constantly stirring. Make sure it doesn't start sticking on the bottom. Already it's starting to thicken up. The really nice thing about doing 
a pasta sauce this way is that people who, for example, suffer from allergies to dairy, they can have a wonderfully luscious Alfredo sauce. And that's me and a lot of other people that I know. So this is a really nice thing. Then when we're finished, we also have a nice Parmesan to add on top of that. And the Parmesan is also dairy-free, made with nuts and seeds and spices. So perfectly plant-based. Okay, so this is thickening up beautifully. I'm gonna add the garlic now it's towards the end. Again, we don't want the garlic cooking too, too much, but it's going to flavor it so nicely. I hope you're a garlic lover like I am. Fresh garlic in everything. Okay, so it's really thickening up. All right, so the sauce is nicely thickened. It's looking beautiful. I am going to just pour it into bowls you can see how luscious it is. Look at that, nice and thick and creamy with that nice texture with the artichokes. So what I'm going to do now is clear some of this away so you can see how it's going to look on my pasta. Okay, here we go. I've got some pasta already made. Look how it just drizzles so beautifully. It's creamy. It looks just like Alfredo, doesn't it? But a much healthier version. So good. There we go. And now we can use some of this Parmesan that I've made previously. This is just a whole bunch of um, nuts and seeds. Just sprinkle that on top and you are good to go with a totally delicious meal that is non-dairy based, that is totally healthy for you and tastes so good. If you'd like this recipe and many others, just visit our itiswrittencanada.ca website. Enjoy this goodness and I'll see you next time. My dear friends, isn't it an amazing thing that Jesus Christ, the one who formed this earth, the one who created you, he came to save you and like the shepherd is seeking to find you. Today, I want to offer you the book Steps to Christ. This book will give you opportunity to develop in that relationship with Jesus and feel close to him. Here's the information you need to receive today's offer. To request today's offer, just log on to www.itiswrittencanada.ca. That's www.itiswrittencanada.ca and select the TV program tab. For Canadian viewers, the offer will be sent free and postage paid. For viewers outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you prefer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW. That's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Call anytime. Lines are open 24 hours daily. That's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Or if you wish, you may write to us at It Is Written, Box 2010, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H 7V4.
my dear friend, the faithful shepherd is seeking you. Are you willing to be found? Jesus wants to take you in his arms and carry you, carry you all the way to your heavenly home. I hope you found hope in today's program. I invite you to join us again next week. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God.